So we're going to review what we have learned so far. And according to God's word, the entrance of sin into the world through disobedience of the first man and woman affected all their offspring. It affected the entire human race. If you go to Romans 5, 12 to 19, 1 Corinthians 5, 22, you will understand that. We all came into this world separated from God. Find that in Psalm 51, 5, and Isaiah 59, 2. In Psalm 51, 5, it says, My mother bore me in sin. It was not a sin of the mother, it was the original sin. And in Isaiah 59, 2, it says, We are separated from the Lord because of our sins. Our hearts are separated from God. We are separated from God. Consequently, with the heart that suffers because of that separation from serious, irreversible problems. That means we cannot fix it. No one is exempt from this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, so we understand the heart needs not fixing, but a new heart and a new will. And God offers a new heart, yes? So the Hebrew word for evil, that is the ra, do not always refer to sin or the effect of evil persons, such as Abraham's distress when he had to drive away his son through Hagar, Ishmael, yes? That is in Genesis 21, 11 to 12. That is basically, in Hebrew, evil. That is not the evil that we think of. Do you understand? The, the word is ra, yeah? So, Hannah's sadness because of her childlessness is also evil in 1 Samuel 1.8. But that's not evil as we consider evil, yes? Do you understand that? So, and the days of trouble in old age in Ecclesiastes 12.1. What does it say? Know your God before the days of trouble come, yes? So that is evil, actually, in the Bible, but not as we know it, yes? So it's basically evil days. Do you understand? But these and other in instances of evil do reflect the conditions that are the effect of sin and would not be present if sin were not in the world. If man had not fallen, that would not be the case. Do you, do you understand? Yes? They all detract from the well-being 
of life that is why jesus has said what he has come to give life and life in his fullness do, do you understand yes this is also the meaning of evil when god is set to create evil in isaiah 45:7 i'll speak about this later yes but do you understand or bring it upon people bring evil upon people in amos 3:6 he brings calamity or the disruption of the good life that they had in retributive judgment what does that mean retributive justice is punishment that when god's principle are broken god hands them out meaning it's not something from the hand of the lord is if you break the principle guess what you get punished if you if you jump off a building the gravity will affect you no matter what yes do you understand yes so it's not personal and is only directed at the wrong doing and it involves no pleasure at the suffering of others do you understand and it employs god's standards don't break god's standards it's not god's revenge that is reserved for judgment day it's not god's revenge that comes from his hand and he says oh you have done this against me let me see let me do what i can do i'm putting it in my words yeah do you understand it's not god's judgment yeah don't confuse the two we often do that like we confuse deliverance healing and miracles all three are different do you understand for example when god when jesus created the eyes of the blind man with the saliva and mud that was a creative miracle not a healing he healed all the sick he delivered when he drove out the demons we need to understand what is what which is which when we categorize put them all in one bucket and we say ah oh. no you need to understand the difference but that is another story or so to speak we're talking about the heart yes so this evil quote unquote is designed to crush sinful hearts and stir them to repentance that they may experience the good that god offers are you clear on what i'm saying yes So how does God communicate 
His life-transforming power to us. How does spiritual growth take place? The answer is in our heart. Do you understand? It's in our heart. Remember, this is a review of all that we studied. We know that God uses His revealed Word, the Bible, but we need to have a relationship with God our Father in Heaven. The Word leads us to the relationship. If we stay in the Word, what good is that? I know experts who, are, who know the Bible in, I don't know, seven or eight different versions in seven or eight different languages. But what good does that do if you don't have a relationship? And if you don't have the Word, how can you have a relationship with God? If you have a relationship, it's not with God, it's with a deceiving spirit, yes? Do you understand? That is the reason that Christ came, died and rose again. Remember, the tongue, the heart, the mind, and renew the mind with the Word of God. Yes? Let's go to Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Do you understand? So your confessions do matter. We'll get into that later. But we need to understand that the tongue controls what? Death and life. Yes? Go to Luke 6.45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. So your tongue is controlled by your heart. And what is a good man? Remember, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the good and evil, yeah? Of the knowledge of good and evil. This is good according to the will of God. For that, you have to renew your mind, yes? Go to Hebrews 10, 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. So that's good news, yes? God will do that. In our hearts and in our minds, as we submit to the Lord, yes? Do you understand? Go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. On one scripture you read that God will perfect your heart and mind. But in the other scripture, in Romans, we read we have to renew our mind. 
that means it is our responsibility because what god has done is give us the word and the word in flesh is jesus so we have to keep renewing our mind because daily we are exposed to the world and the world goes against the word of god yes do you understand and that causes us to sin and our heart if you rely on that is most deceitful you understand so we have to renew our mind in the word of god yes that will then change the contents of our heart that then will come out of your mouth do you understand the first thing for example when someone is sick what do you do oh go see a doctor is that right with the word of god ezekiel did that and he died but the world thinks that is foolish to trust in the lord's word by his stripes we were what healed yeah by his stripes we go to the hospital to understand we were healed we make a mistake i think that i made the biggest mistake of my life by going to that hospital on march 11th that day instead of trusting in the lord when that doctor told me i had a heart attack i could have just got i i felt the prompt of the spirit to just get out of the table and walk out do you understand i would not have died that is fear it was not a time for it was not the time for me to die this is not the time for me to die did you understand that yeah in just that i went through a whole lot of things and what did the what did the doctors gain lots of money trust in the lord with all your heart yes do you understand that is in the past i made that mistake i'm not going to make it again do you understand we serve a miracle working god do you understand like i said in the post i'm not against science as long as science is discovering what god has has done not disproving god do you understand i'm not against doctors if they help you with whatever do you understand but trust in the lord is on a case by case basis you want i'm not going to go into that yes but we have studied because if i go into that i'll preach for 2 hours yes then i have my notes here because i let me stick to my notes here we have studied that the heart is the center of our thoughts and emotions and actions do you understand the heart is vital do you understand they function together and they can be harnessed so that deep 
spiritual transformation happens when we renew our hearts meaning our thoughts emotions and actions they function together and if you renew our hearts in the word of god that will cause deep spiritual transformation that is how spiritual growth takes place do you understand the renewing of our heart is an inescapable human need if you're born again because you're born with a sinful heart yes do you understand but the solution lies only with the realm of god of divine god has to give us a new heart and we have to renew our mind in the word of god not in the word of some other psychologist is it is it clear yes so we have to understand what the bible means by heart where's the our usual concept of the heart go to psalm 42 verse 11 says why am i discouraged why is my heart so sad i will put my hope in god i will praise him again my savior and my god so who's in control here david he's saying don't be upset my soul my heart i will praise him again so the if you're upset if you're depressed what is the solution praise hallelujah that'll solve every one of your depressions do you understand praise him whether you feel like it or not that is why paul says go to philippians 4:4 Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. This is not about joining a laughing club. Paul is writing this from prison. Yet, you find joy is a dominant theme in his letter to Philippi. Why? because he's praising God and he's thankful to God it is not natural it's supernatural do you understand talking about philippians not the country the book yes in the bible there is joy in suffering in philippians chapter 1 in serving in believing and in giving all of this the theme is joy do you understand the secret of paul's joy is grounded in his relationship with jesus christ people today desperately want to be happy but they're tossed and turned by daily successes failures and inconveniences Oh yesterday you had ice cream so you're happy and you scream Today you scream for something else not for ice cream because you had ice cream Don't be tossed and 
If you're a Christian, Christians are always joyful in every circumstance. Even when things are going badly, even when we feel like complaining, even when no one else is joyful. Because we get the joy from whom? From the Lord. What does Nehemiah 8.10 say? Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Christ still reigns. We sang the line of Judah, yes? The line, yes? And we we know him, yes? And you still know him, yes? Yes. And so we can rejoice at all times. The troubles and sorrows of this world cannot extinguish this joy. Even when I was in the hospital, I told, I don't know whom, I said, even this will pass. Do you understand? I was not sorrowful. Do you understand? Yeah? Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Why is that important? Sight is part of our senses. We have five senses. Do you understand? Faith is not in that realm. Faith is in the supernatural realm. Earlier, someone said they're trying. But that is not what the Lord wants from them. And that's not what the Lord wants from you. Because don't try, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Only then can you flow in the Spirit, yes? Do you understand? And some of you, you start in the Spirit, but end up in the flesh. And you end up striving and trying and doing nonsense. The Lord says, enough. Go to Galatians 3.3. 3. It says, Who, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? You understand the difference? You, there's nothing in the flesh that can glorify God. Whether you're doing something for the Lord, if you do it by the flesh, you cannot glorify Him. Change your heart. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? This is important because we can do a lot of things in the flesh. But that amounts to nothing. We end up being burned out. We end up being tired. I told some people, rest. You need to rest. Because that's what God told me before. In 2016 and 17, He said, you need to rest. I said, in my pride, I said, I will rest when I'm dead. So I almost died, yeah? Then I got a lot of rest. 
do you, do you understand when the lord tells you something obey him go by what the spirit says do you, do you understand yes then we studied about the characteristics of the human heart remember i went through this uh, saying like uh, asking the question who am i really who am i becoming are you better today than you were 10 years ago better in the sense not as a human being in your estimation by the word of god are you better because knowing yourself is vital for our spiritual life and to do so scripture tells us in proverbs that we must look deep into our heart go to proverbs 27:19 as is as in water face reflects face so a man's heart reveals a man i spoke about it at length yes do you understand then i spoke about the artesian spring do you remember that go to john 4:14 this is jesus speaking but whoever drinks of the water that i shall give him will never thirst but the water that i shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life the word springing up like an artesian spring it doesn't need to pump up be pumped up it just flows up to understand yes an artesian spring has ground water that flows upward by natural pressure without any need for pumping the new life in christ is the life that bubbles up do you understand rivers of living water will flow from where from your belly yes do you understand it just flows yes then i taught you about inner healing and insecurities the wounded and the strong go to proverbs 7:26 says for she is cast down many wounded and all who were slain by her were strong men the wounded and the strong i explained all this in detail if you want to know this further or if you want to review go through all the teaching yeah especially on this do you understand she cast on many wounded that means if you have a grievance or some wound in your heart you're going down and all you were slain by her were strong men that means you fear pride pride comes before a what a fall do you understand go to mark 327 no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man and then he will plunder his house so in the scripture a strong man means the person who's the strongest in the house but you understand if your strength is not 
relying upon God, then you're done for. Am I clear on what I say? Like I said, I've taught on this, yes? So the wounded requires inner healing in their soul. And a strong man's insecurity of the heart will bring him down. Because if you're insecure about something, and if you're strong, you'll try to hide that, and then you'll go up. <laughs> Do you understand? But the devil who studied you, who knows your heart, because he studied you, knows which button to push to bring you down to your death. That is why duplicity is bad. Do you understand? I, I'm going to speak about this later, not today, in a different session. But I taught you a lot about this. Do you understand? That is why David said, create in me a clean heart. In Psalm 51.10 and in Psalm 51.6, he says what truth and inward being. Do you understand? Then we studied about the poison of the asps. Go to Ephesians 4.29. says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Yes? Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. Yes? In Colossians 3.8, it says, But now you yourself are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Yes? So, you may not be in the habit of using profanity. But then, it comes out. And where does it come from? Like I said, this used to puzzle me before. But now I understand it was already there in my heart. Go to Romans 3. 13 it says their throat is an open tomb with their tongues they have practiced deceit the poison of the asps is under their lips I explained this before that the servants not the servant the serpents facts yeah not the servant not the maid yes the serpent yes the serpent's fangs ordinarily are folded back in its upper jaw. When it bites you, they drop down. And in that process of biting, the serpents press a sack of deadly poison hidden under their lips. At the root of the fangs, thereby injecting the venom into the wound. Do you understand? So where is this stored? Under his lips. So it's all always there. Do you understand? So I realized what that came out of my mouth was already in me. 
lying hidden in my heart it just took the pressure of stress to spew it out do you understand yes like i said knowing ourselves is vital for our spiritual life and to do so we must look deeply into our heart and if we don't we would never seek god but remain as we are jesus said i did not come for the healthy but for the sick yes if you think you're okay huh then you remain as you are the lord will perfect that which concerns us are you more perfect than god do you understand so the lord perfects that and this is a life long process do you understand the lord doesn't care what stage we are if we are trying am i making sense yes if you're backsliding that's different if you're trying he perfects that sometimes through miracles sometimes through telephrenesis do you understand so without knowledge of self there is no knowledge of god without knowledge of god there is no knowledge of self do you, do you understand now i'll repeat that again without knowledge of self there is no knowledge of god without knowledge of god there is no knowledge of self i'm talking from the bible yes so renewing our heart is an inescapable human need we all need to do this and the solution lies in a process called sanctification do you understand go to philippians 1:6 being confident of this very thing that you begin the good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ so be confident in that one thing that very thing that he will bring to completion the good work he started in you when until the day of jesus christ has that happened if you die before that your work in progress and you die it, there's no condemnation but this is an ongoing process yes and in the day of christ jesus if you happen to be alive at that time guess what you will be raptured to to understand and god will exact his vengeance his revenge on those who mock him so don't miss the boat am i clear in what i'm saying yes and i'll continue this next week god willing yes so let's pray